Good morning and happy Sunday to all of our HOD podcast listeners. We are back here this Sunday morning bringing you all another podcast for your listening pleasure. Uh, We hope and pray that you all are doing well, that everyone is in good spirits. Uh, We hope that everyone has had a wonderful weekend. Um, And as we prepare ourselves for this upcoming week, uh, we hope that this podcast has uh, something in it special for everyone who's listening on today. Uh, to give you a little bit of encouragement, um, give you the boost that we all know that we need sometimes uh, to prepare us for this upcoming week. Um, We uh, want to remind everyone um, that House of Deliverance Ministries, uh, typically we have our services on the second and fourth Sunday, but in February, we will be having service on the first, the second, and the fourth Sunday. Um, So on next Sunday, if you guys are free, we would love to have you come and fellowship with us. If you are free, uh, come on out and enjoy Jesus with us. We would love to see your face in the place. Uh, Services do begin at 10 a.m. And the address for House of Deliverance is 3039 Thoroughfare Road here in Goldsboro, North Carolina. Um, We uh, are uh, looking forward to our service on next Sunday as we do have um, a visiting church coming to fellowship with us um, and uh, we uh, still expect for um, God to have his way in the service um, and we would love uh, for you all that are not um, obligated to do anything on next Sunday to come out and fellowship with us uh, we have some very good music and a great message lined up for you all here on today. Um, we're expecting uh, those who do tune into the podcast on today to uh, definitely enjoy what you hear. Um, so, as always, we know what we do. Sit back, relax, kick your feet up for as long as you can. I hope you got your church socks on. Get your good slide on in your kitchen this Sunday morning. So, let's get it. And I came to put the devil under my feet. Oh, come on. Who came to put the devil under your feet? Uh, I need some tambourines. Uh, come on. Come on. I need some good hand coppers. Uh, come on. You came in. You might as well get up on your feet. Uh, let's make the devil mad. Let's have some church like the old school way. Everybody clap your hands right there. Come on. 
need some more hand power to Let's make the devil tire. Make the devil mad. Let's do it like a choir. Every part of your
being seen and read by men. So Lord, teach us how to walk circumspectly to the word that men won't stumble over our lives, but see you and how we live. Teach me, Lord, all the things I need to know. In this world, show me the path I should go. Show me how to let my light so shine. So that men will see the light and give.
Hallelujah, hallelujah. You know the storm is passing over. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. You know the
21 tonight. Thank you. John 21, when you have the word, just say, I have the word. If you're still looking, just say, Preacher, wait. John 21, beginning at verse number one, you find these words. After these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias. And on this wise showed he himself. There were together Simon Peter and Thomas called Didymus and Nathaniel of Cana in Galilee and the sons of Zebedee and two other of his disciples. Simon Peter said unto them, I go fishing. They say unto him, we also go with thee. They went forth and entered into a ship immediately and that night they caught nothing. But when the morning was now come, Jesus stood on the shore. But the disciples knew not that it was Jesus. Then Jesus said unto them, Children, have ye any meat? They answered him, No. And he said unto them, Cast the net on the right side of the ship, and ye shall find. They cast therefore, and now they were not able to draw it for the multitude of fishes. Listen, do me a favor tonight and help me preach to your neighbor. Repeat after me and say, neighbor, trust him one more time. Come on, come on. I need you to put your prophetic voice on. Just look somebody in the face and say, neighbor, I know you've been disappointed. I know you've been brokenhearted. But tell him before you give up, I need you to trust him one more time. Trust him one more time. Be seated. Be seated tonight. Be seated tonight. Be seated. Uh, I begin. I begin this argument uh, by admitting and acknowledging to you tonight that the anticipation of humanity and the sovereignty of God are not always the same. I said the anticipation of humanity and the sovereignty of God are not always the same. Pastor and I were having a conversation this afternoon and it is amazing to me how well we shout and dance when we get an answer to the prayer. Yeah, it's amazing how happy we get when prophecy is released on Monday and manifested on Tuesday. But I want you to understand sometimes those circumstances are the anomaly because sometimes the strength of the believer is not in how quickly the prayer can be answered or the prophecy can manifest. But the strength of the believer is in how long you can wait and trust God while you're waiting. I want you to understand that sometimes there's a difference between the outcome I expect and the experience that I have by faith. Understand on a night like tonight while we are shouting and rejoicing and dancing and believing God. It is commonplace for us to leave out of here tonight believing that our bodies are going to be healed. Prayers are going to be answered and manifestation is on the way. It is normal after a night like tonight. I already feel the charge of the Holy Ghost. I, somebody came in here discouraged and already you feel like things are turning in your favor and that's the way it's supposed to happen because of the power of fellowship and praise it is normal to feel encouraged however understand that when you leave out of here tonight there may be a difference in what you expect and what you experience understand it is normal as a believer to expect 
to be healed and expect to be delivered and expect to be promoted. But I got a question for you tonight. What do you do when your experience is not what you expected? I, I expect it to come out, but my experiences I'm still going through. I, I expect it to be delivered, but my experience is I'm still under bondage. I, I expect it to be promoted, but I've been looked over time after time. Question, don't be rude. Talk back to the preacher. What do you do? When your experience and your expectation are not the same. If you're weak in the faith, you will then allow your expectation to be limited and minimized. And I want to challenge you tonight. Your expectation cannot be based upon your experience. You have to have a conviction in God that pervades beyond your experience. Somebody said, even when things are not well with me, I must still confess that God is able. Lord, help me to preach tonight. Uh, understand sometimes not only do we gain confidence in the fellowship of, of the saints and the strength we gain when we come to a service like this, but then there are others of us who are so rigorous in our routines. We uh, tend to develop confidence in our planning and our programming. I, I want to preach to all of the analytical people in the room. You know, all of you uh, T-crossers and I-dotters sometimes your confidence is not really in your prayer life sometimes your confidence is in the fact that you have covered all of the bases you followed all of the rules you have honored all of the protocols but I need to tell you tonight you can drink eight glasses of water and still be dehydrated I want you to know you can run two miles a day and still be out of shape why because God has a way of operating outside of the power of our planning somebody said if you fail to plan then you plan to fail and while there is legitimate logic to this statement I need you to understand tonight that sometimes there are moments when your planning and God's purpose are juxtaposed there are moments when your planning and God's purpose are not in alignment and it's in those moments that you have to refuse the temptation to throw in the towel. That's why Paul said be not weary in well doing. He's not just randomly speaking he's saying don't be weary because he knows there are moments regardless of how many tongues you talk in you can find yourself weary on the way. I just want to see how many honest believers do I have in the room who will testify I'm the preacher but sometimes God gets on my nerves I, I'm the prayer warrior and sometimes I, I get frustrated some of y'all you don't know how to tell the truth I'm just looking for the real folk in the room who will say preacher I love God but sometimes I don't understand how my enemies can continue to prosper it, may, it puzzles me why I'm going to church every Sunday and still struggling while my neighbor is at the golf course and watching the Falcons lose and watching the Atlanta Hawks be eliminated and, and it looks like that oh, oh I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry 
I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I apologize. But isn't it, isn't it amazing? Isn't it amazing how you can watch other people just kind of meander through life, no real conviction, no real commitment, and it looks like across the yard that they're doing well while you are crossing the T's and going to Bible study. Seems like I can't get a break. Is there anybody in the room will admit that sometimes it seems like God is skipping over me and blessing everybody else? But that's why the psalmist said, fret not thyself because of evildoers. I don't want to quote the whole scripture, but I just want you to prophetically tell your neighbor something good is on the way to you. Uh, y'all ain't talking tonight I had a better crowd in Sunday morning service look at your neighbor and tell them something good is on the way I need you to hear me as I press through this introduction there are many of us who try to impose our will on God by the effort we invest in the planning we try to impose our desire on God by how long we work and how intense our labor And, and you know that's even leaked over into our praise practices because you look like you've been in one of those services where the prophet told you if you scream loud enough you'll get a blessing or if you run three times around the room they told you you can place a demand on God excuse me ma'am sir theologically that is just not accurate because even when you look in the text the Bible says after they fished all night the Bible said after these things Jesus revealed himself unto them I need you to understand every time Jesus shows up in the Bible it's never because he summons it's always because he's revealed I know somebody told you you can place a demand on God but can I tell you you ain't holy enough to place a demand on God you you ain't sanctified enough to place a demand on God and so whenever God comes in the room you know it's not because of your righteousness it's just because of his holiness Oh, no, 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 no. I'm just trying to make sure I got my own praise with me because uh, some of y'all are tired tonight. But I need you, I need you to remember the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 16 that man plans his way, but it is God who orders his steps. I, I want you to know there will be seasons in your life when you can make the dean's list, get your degree in four years. You, you can do all of the things you ought to do and still find your life cemented up against the wall you you can meet every prayer meeting you can be the number one alto and the best soprano Atlanta has ever seen and still find yourself under pressure you can be faithful to God in word and deed and still find yourself in a battle all I'm trying to show you tonight is that you cannot impose your desire on God by how much effort you impose because if you're not careful you will discover that sometimes it's the people who come to church whenever they want that seem like they're getting the blessing and those of us who are being faithful seem like we came by a miracle but I came through Atlanta on my way back to Texas to tell somebody if you hang on the end there the Holy Ghost told me to tell somebody God's about to reward the righteous he, he's about to fail of the faithful I'm almost where I'm almost where I need to be please be seated I, I think I like you understand understand we are taught in our charismatic experience 
We're taught to have faith undaunting and unwavering. We, aren't we taught that? We're taught to hold on to God. Uh, we, we've been taught to have confidence and we've been taught never to cast it away. Why? Because it has great exchange of faith with God for the desire of our heart. But I, I need you to understand when I tell you tonight that I need you to trust God. I, I'm the preacher that's going to be very honest with you about the experience. And I want you to know that trusting God will sometimes have you feeling like you are losing your mind. I want you to understand something. When you make up in your mind to trust God, understand you're going to be mean and moody. Sometimes you're going to want to cuss people out. I I know y'all ain't ready for this Sunday night sermon, but I'm giving you the reality of the experience. See, because when you really start trusting God, you are then in a battle between your faith and your flesh. While your faith is trying to trust God but my flesh is frustrated and what you don't understand is that sometimes God has to stretch your flesh in order to strengthen your faith understand something so when you're going through the process of becoming what God had called you to be it's going to be dark it's going to be lonely you're going to be miserable look how ain't nobody want to say amen to the preacher because you want me to lie to you and tell you after you dance tonight it's gonna be easy no let me tell you after you dance tonight all hell is going to break loose but I came by to tell you if you remain faithful God help me help me help me to preach understand something now many of us would like to believe that because I have a relationship with God in prayer and I'm a student of the holy scriptures and because I'm purposeful in my lifestyle that's pleasing to God that I'm not going to have to go through trials and challenges but but I need you to hear me that's just not how faith works trusting God will have you believing that you are losing your mind. Why? Because there will always be an ongoing battle, hear me, between what I believe and what I bear. I'm believing God for a miracle, but I'm bearing a burden. I'm, I'm believing God for provision, but, but I'm bearing poverty and struggle. Who in the room tonight will admit preacher? Sometimes the battle of my life is holding on to what I I believe what I'm dealing with what I'm going through it would be easy to trust God if I didn't have all of these variables fighting against my conviction but who wants to tell the truth that's the reason why we ought to be excited about coming back into the church how many of you admit it will admit it's been warfare over the last 19 months because I had to learn how to have an experience through the television screen I didn't have no neighbor to touch so I had to go and get my kids dolls and sit them on the couch next to me so I could have a neighbor to touch I had to move the coffee table so I could have praise break space because I'm used to being in an environment where I can draw where I can draw some enemy from your I can draw some energy from your experience that's why there is so much validity in coming back to church and and you got to learn how Uh, you don't have to explain spiritual practices to carnal people carnal people I don't know why you're spending so much time in that church child you better stay at home you may come up with COVID well you can get COVID in Walmart the stadium the shopping mall and look I need you to understand 
tonight tonight if I'm gonna be covered anywhere it's gonna be in the house of the Lord I told you this morning that you're going to have to press why are you going to have to press because there is an enemy of God in Georgia that does not want to see revival take place see many of you are warring just for your little family but I need you to know tonight this is bigger than your family this is a global attack Satan wants to destroy Georgia but I believe what the Bible believes if there's a remnant of righteous in the city look at somebody and tell them we got a chance for survival I don't care how much demonic perverted activity takes place in the state line look at somebody and tell them as long as there's a praiser in the land y'all didn't even say it in the key I said it in I said as long as there's a praiser in the land Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> sit down, sit, sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down, understand, understand. Logic, logic, logic will interrupt the conversation. Logic interrupts the conversation uninvited, telling you you ought to just accept things as they are. Logic will get in your mind and tell you, I don't care how you preach, prepare, pay, serve, sacrifice. It's never going to change. I need you to hear me when I tell you that logic will sometimes interrupt your faith experience and tell you you'll never have it. You'll never see it. You'll never be it. But how many of you know because I got the Holy Ghost, which is the spirit of truth, it won't allow me to accept this final because I got a feeling that something good is about to happen in my life. I need you to understand tonight when you make up in your mind that this time I'm going to trust God for real. Hear me. Trusting God will have you laying in the floor in the middle of the day with the lights out in a fetal position crying your eyes out. Uh-huh. Trusting God will have you taking pills to stay up in the day and make you think you need a nightcap at night. I know some of y'all going to act funny because you want your neighbor to think that you're real good and safe. But all of the real folk in here who want to tell the truth, sometimes I feel like a nut and sometimes I don't. Anybody in the room ever had to sit in the driveway and get your face together so when you walked in the house wouldn't nobody ask you what's wrong? Anybody ever wept all the way to work and had to take about a few minutes to get yourself together because people just don't understand what you got to go through to keep on showing up because I'm so accustomed to you looking strong I don't understand the weakness that you have to battle to keep on showing up we got to stop taking for granted to people who keep on getting on our stages encouraging us in the faith like they ain't going through you do understand I know this man he he just looks like an image of strength he's always even keel and sober seem like to me nothing ever ruffles his feathers but I need you to understand every time he stands here it's because a battle has been fought back there just because when I walk out here and I don't look like I've been through nothing don't mean I didn't have to fight my way to prayer who in the room tonight will admit I have to fight to keep my sanity I have to fight to keep on preaching I have to fight to keep on serving sometimes giving up makes more sense than holding on but I'm still here 
I'm almost uh, where I need to be. Please be seated. Let me preach the text, won't you? I'll be done in a few minutes. By the time we read John 21, Jesus has now been crucified, nailed to a cross, buried in a grave, resurrected on the third day. And the text says, after these things. All right, I'm trying to find my group. By the time we get to John 21, Jesus has been crucified, nailed to a cross, buried in a tomb. And the text says, after these things. Let me try this side. By the time we get to John 21, Jesus has been beat with many stripes. They beat him with a flagra, which is a cat of nine tails. It, it was a whip that had in the leather belt. It had sheep's teeth and iron glass. Uh, am I talking to anybody? And the reader said they beat him. Uh, uh, 39 save one. Uh, because there are 40 major sicknesses in the world. Uh, Jesus took 39 stripes save one. Uh, that's why you and I can get sick. But good news tonight. Uh, because the Bible said by his stripes. It ain't Easter Sunday morning. The text says by the time we read John 21, Jesus has been crucified. He's been nailed to a cross, buried in a tomb. And the text says after these things. I've done many funerals in in my day. And and one of the culminating moments of the funeral is when you go to the graveside service. And you know when you're sitting at the graveside, there are these famous, infamous words that the clergy always says in the introduction of his remarks to the family at the graveside. He says to the family, he says, family, now we have come as far as we can go. He's announcing to you that this is the end and there will be no after this but by the time we read John 21 the text says Jesus has been crucified nailed to a cross buried in the tomb but the text says after these things I I don't know who in the room has had the worst season of your life but God sent me here to tell you there will be an after this I wish I had the right church look at somebody and tell them I I don't know what you've been through but the Lord told me to tell you there will be and after this I I know you've lost more you can calculate but the Lord told me there will be and after this Uh, 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 I'm almost there I'm almost there I'm almost there the Bible says watch this after these things Jesus manifested himself God might there are people who are surprised how you keep on showing up have you ever been that one that walked in the service and everybody was shocked to see you they were shocked to see you because they thought it was their rumor and their lie that was going to nail the coffin to your future but but because you got the grace of God on your life you keep on showing up I just want to pause to give you an applause because you didn't let the haters stop your desire for greater look at somebody and tell them I'm proud of how you keep on showing up time after time and sometimes it's the people that you show up for are the very ones who have orchestrated your defeat and your demise and that's how you know you've got the anointing of God on your life not because you can minister to those who love you but when you can preach to those that you know have drug your name when you can minister to those that you know mean you're no good that's how you know you got the grace of God on your life and the text says Jesus manifested himself 
I wish we were in the old church because in the old church right through here if the preacher said Jesus manifested himself somebody would say come by here good Lord come by here we, we were going to say my soul is on the altar Lord come by here I'm just wondering tonight if anybody came to church to have an encounter with the Lord I'm almost there now the Bible says after these things hear me please be seated uh, y'all just gonna stand okay I don't know it's your feet fine understand it is, it is these things in the text that make trusting God so difficult it, it is these things these things look at somebody tell him I, I don't have time to tell you but these things these things I can't itemize all I've been through but, but tell him it's these things for somebody it's family it's family finance is health sometimes it's ministry sometimes it's just your mind Uh, uh, but come on tell somebody these things uh, understand something why are these things so significant because uh, it was Jesus who prophesied life yet he suffered in death Uh, it was Jesus who spoke about light uh, yet the disciples are left in darkness do I have anybody in the room who can identify with the fact that sometimes your assignment is to give strength to others when you are weak your own self who in the room never had to encourage somebody else when you needed to be encouraged yourself and that's a terrible construct in the church because I found that we don't allow strong people to have weak moments because I keep on showing up you just take for granted that I'm strong and I'm alright and I don't need nothing but tell you neighbor I just look like this on the outside but I got some real battles going on on the inside tell them when you get time just call my name in prayer I'm almost where I need to be I promise you understand something Jesus was gone Caesar is in power now it's unpopular uh-huh, to be associated with Jesus let me put it where you can get it uh, Jesus is dead and Trump is in office I mean Caesar is in office and it is now unpopular to be associated with Jesus uh-huh, Jesus is dead but I still got a crazy governor and it don't, it don't look like it is popular to be associated with Christ in other words they're at a place now where it doesn't seem like trusting God is working can I stop right here have you ever been to a place where it didn't seem like trusting God was working have you ever been to a place where it seemed like tithing was not working have you ever been to a place where it ever seemed like forgiveness was not working seemed like the more I forgive the more they attack and so then there was a temptation to step out of the Lord's will and handle it myself do me a favor and touch a neighbor one time and say neighbor stay in his will because God's about to turn some things in your favor understand now the Bible declares by the time we get to verse number 3 the Bible said that Simon Peter said unto them he said I go fishing 
I'm almost where I need to be. Now, this is amazing to me because Simon Peter says, I'm going fishing. And the amazing thing is the people said, I go with thee. Now, why is this amazing? Because this could not have been a Church of God in Christ group. This could have not been a Pentecostal group. When, when I look at this, if we look at this panoramically, this could not have been charismatic people. They, they must have been Methodist or Catholic or something. Why? Because this is the same Peter who had just denied Jesus at the fire. I'm getting ready to show you something. Alright, alright Life Church, I need y'all to be honest. Y'all know how we treat ex-members who mistreat the pastor. Y'all know how we treat ex-members when they mistreat the pastor. They stay gone for a couple of months and when they walk back in the building, we look them up and down and elbow and here he come. Uh, text so-and-so, tell the adjutants to be on guard. We, we see him. Y'all know how we act when people leave here after having hurt your leader. They have done injury to the one who have prayed for you. We don't deal well with people who are unkind to our leaders. Neither do we forgive them and I see problem with that because you got to understand that even anointed people have bad days it was somebody who said Peter had a bad day it was Judas who had a bad heart all I'm trying to show you that after Peter had denied Jesus at the fire this church still gave him back his influence so to the point when he said I'm going fishing the whole church said we going with you now this is the same Peter that denied Jesus at the fire look at somebody and tell them do you love me enough to allow me to be who God has called me to be no I don't cross all the T's and no I don't dot all the I's but there's an anointing on my life Oh God, maybe, maybe that was too much. Understand something. The Bible says that Peter said to them, I'm, I'm going fishing. Now, now, now I'm about to preach, but I won't tell you that it would appear from the onset that, that going fishing was not a bad idea. Do I have any fishermen in the room? Uh, uh, fisher ladies? Uh, fishing. Sometimes people who go fishing, they don't always just go to catch fish. They, they go to relax and they go to take their mind off of things. Uh, they go to sit in the serenity of the water and listen to the wind blow between the leaves of the trees. Uh, so it would not appear from the onset that fishing was a bad idea. After all, Jesus is gone. Caesar is in power. They got political pressure in the city of Jerusalem let me just take me a vacation I, I just need to get away look at look at some of you say yeah you know that's right I, I don't know where this sabbatical thing came from you know we like to take breaks in the kingdom oh god I'm about to mess up now we like to take breaks in the kingdom when the pressure is too great but I don't see Jesus doing that and the bible said whenever he would take a break he would go yonder the Pray, only to be refilled to get back in place so he could finish the assignment of God on his life and the Bible said that Peter says I'm going fishing and again I argue that fishing is not really a bad idea except fishing represents him going back to what God called 
him out of because if you remember Matthew chapter 4 verse 18 the Bible said it was by the sea of Galilee and it was Peter and his brother Andrew and Jesus said unto them come and follow me so now when they go back fishing they're not just going because fishing is a good idea but this is an example of them going back to what God had called them out of and I came to tell somebody tonight that whatever you do you can't go back to what God has called you out of who will admit tonight that there is some temptation to go back to what you know who in the room tonight will admit that I've been tempted to go back to what I know works look at somebody and say neighbor I trust God but I still know how to make a dollar out of 15 cents come on wave at your neighbor and say oh neighbor I don't have the right church in here I'm trying to stay on the Lord's side but I still know how to make in meat I still got my tight skirt I still know how to get the bills paid y'all quiet in here look at somebody and say neighbor I'm not trusting God because I don't have an alternative I'm trusting God because my desire is to please him will you wave wave at somebody and say oh neighbor come on and help me preach you cannot go back whatever you do tonight don't go back to what you know you can't go back to doubting you can't go back to darkness because I got a feeling that God's about to turn some things in your faith look at somebody tonight and say neighbor I felt tempted to go back sometimes I want to fight sometimes I want to go off but I made a decision that I'm going to hold my peace I'm going to let God fight my battle because I got a feeling that everything is going to be alright wave wave at a neighbor and say neighbor whatever you do don't you dare go back you got to stand your ground you got to be still and know I know you're tempted to throw in the tie I know you're tempted to give up on God but I came to tell somebody if you hold on a miracle is on the way the Bible declares that they got to the water and they fished all night long they worked all night long they worked overtime they worked three jobs trying to make ends meet after they got through working they did not catch anything and the Bible said they were honest about their condition cause what I like about it after they fished all night long didn't catch nothing but Jesus still showed up they served all night long didn't catch nothing but Jesus still showed up wave at a neighbor and said neighbor Jesus is on the way if 
you hold on help is coming deliverance is coming be not weary in well doing for in due season you gonna reap if you faint not do me a favor wave at another neighbor and say neighbor hold on to God a miracle is coming the Bible declares they fished all night and they didn't catch nothing but what I'm glad about is that Jesus showed up anyway and I prophesy to somebody tonight that Jesus is about to show up in your courtroom Jesus is about to show up in the sick room Jesus is about to show up if you give up now you'll miss his coming if you give up now you'll miss his arrival I dare somebody to make a decision I'm holding on because greater is on the way but what I like about it the Bible said they fished all night and didn't catch nothing Jesus declared when he got to the water he asked the men have ye any meat meat is substance meat is production what he's asking them how have you fared walking out of my will how have you fared holding back your tithe being unfaithful to God what did you catch while you were doing your thing what did you catch outside of God's will and I like the text because Peter was honest about his condition when Jesus said have you any meat Peter was honest he said Lord I didn't catch nothing I fished all night don't have no joy I got married don't have no peace got the promotion don't have no joy but here I am standing in the need look at your neighbor and say neighbor the key to your deliverance is being honest about where you are tell somebody I love the Lord but I'm frustrated I love the Lord but I'm tired I love the Lord but I'm weary but I believe that a miracle is on the way Jesus looked at the men he said Peter I need you to trust me one more time who in the room will admit tonight I'm tired I'm ready to quit I'm ready to give in but I came to tell you you can't quit because greater is upon you that's a miracle on the way to your house you can't quit you got to trust him one more time grab a neighbor a vaccinated neighbor grab a neighbor grab them by the hand and say neighbor I need you to trust him one more time need you to trust him one more season I know you've been struggling I know you've been weary but I got a feeling that a miracle 
is on the way. Touch three people and said, Nabal, a miracle is on the way. Point at somebody and said, Nabal, before you put up your net, before you give up your work, I need you to trust me one more time. Tell somebody, trust it. Trust it. One more time. Wait a minute. I got to leave. But before I leave you, I got to tell you. Look what Jesus said. He said, drop your net on the other side. The people of God, it would have made sense to me. 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 Thank you, man of God. It would have made sense if Jesus told them to take your net to another river. It would have made sense if he'd have told them take your net to another lake. But in the same walk, in the same boat, the miracle was already there. I need you to tell somebody, your miracle is already there. You're one move away from the greatest season of your life. Look what he did. He said, Peter, pick up your net and drop it on the other side. Now, wait a minute. If the net got full because it was fish on this side of the boat, what that means is while they were fishing on this side of the boat, the fish were in the water the whole time. What that means is Jesus could have sent the fish under the boat on the other side, but sometimes it's not about what Jesus does. It's about what you're willing to do. And the Bible said when they dropped the net on the other side, the fish came from everywhere. I came to tell somebody, drop your net one more time. Launch your business one more time. Fill out the application one more time. That's a miracle on the way. And the Bible said, when they dropped the net on the other side, wait a minute, can you put the scripture back up on the screen? I need to show y'all something. The very last scripture, the one with the fish in it, go on down to the end. Follow me in the sermon. Look what the text said. When they dropped the net on the other side, the Bible declares that the net was so full of fish that they could not handle the weight of the net. That ain't the right verse. Keep on going back. Look what the Bible said. Get it in your Bible. The Bible declares when the fish got in the net, the Bible said they couldn't hold it for the fishes. Now who in the room went to English class? What you discovered is that the word fish is singular 
and plural by itself. The word fish don't need an S on it in order to be plural. So John must be prophesying that God's getting ready to put an S on your miracle. Look at somebody and say, neighbor, everything you ask God for, he's getting ready to multiply. He's getting ready to add an S on your breakthrough. He's going to add increase to your miracle. I just need you to trust him one more time. Do me a favor. Wave at somebody and say, neighbor, whatever you do, don't you give up. Don't you give in. Don't walk away because greater is on the way. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy, joy is coming in the morning. If you believe it, start leaping, start shouting, start rejoicing. I decided I'm gonna trust. your neighbor will you trust him stop it there are seasons in your life where giving up makes more sense than holding on I'm done preaching but before I take my seat can I tell you it's one thing to fail by yourself But the challenge for Peter is the people that went fishing with him, 
Can you imagine what that conversation was like by five o'clock in the morning? You know, I knew we shouldn't have trusted him. I knew we shouldn't have followed him out here. And I, I should have followed my gut. You know, we should have known he didn't have no anointing after he denied Jesus at the fire. That's what we get for giving him a, another chance. It's one thing to fail by yourself. But when you fail in the company of others, it's added pressure. It's in those moments that your anointing is now in question. You begin to wonder, did he really call me? Am I really assigned to this season? It's in those moments, but isn't it good news to know that when you're at the crossroad of decision, Jesus knows how to show up. Him writer said, just when I need him most, who in the room can testify tonight? He showed up. Not only that, but can I tell you, after you do anything all night and it proves to be unproductive, you're tired, you got an attitude, you don't want to talk to nobody and you're ready to go. Jesus said, before you give in to your mood, trust me. One more time, watch this. I know ain't no fish in this water. Why am I dropping my net in the same water? Because you got to know there may not have been fish in there before Jesus said drop your net. Because you know he can make a way out of out of no way. I came tonight simply to tell you before you give in to circumstances Lord told me to tell you, trust him one more time. Preacher, you don't understand what kind of risk I'm taking because the way my reputation is set up, I can't, I can't handle another public failure. I can't. The people are already questioning my call. That's part of your problem. You're trying to measure up to the expectation of people. You got to know within yourself that if God called you, hallelujah to God. You got to be able to trust him. Tech said, drop your net on the other side. What that means is if God tells you to sell hamburgers in the parking lot of McDonald's, don't worry about who's going to walk past you. Tell somebody, just do what he told you. Just do what he told you. I don't care if he tell you to sell hot dogs out of the trunk of your car across the street from James Coney Island you borrow you some wieners and you you get out there and you do what he said look at somebody and tell them I need you to do what he told you see you looking at you looking at you looking at ratios you looking at probabilities but you've not factored in the sovereignty of God I'm telling you God's about to make a way out of I don't know who I'm talking to in here tonight but God told me to tell you Stop playing it safe. He said, I can't bless you until you put everything at risk. I can't bless you until you put everything at stake. The Lord said, I need you to trust me in such a way 
that the financial advisor would oppose it. I want you to trust me in such a way that the lawyer would tell you that you're crazy. Look at somebody and tell them, all I got now is to trust God. And I came to tell you, if you step out, song says, he'll never leave you. He'll never leave you. If you will only trust him, trust him, trust if you, if you will trust him, oh, trust him. Trust him. Listen, I don't know who's sick tonight, but I hear this. Heal, heal your body. Yes, he will. Heal, heal your body. Tell somebody. would say it this way trust him look at somebody and tell him trust him trust him hey tell somebody trust him oh, no, 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 no. trust him Trust him. Trust him. Come on, tell him. Trust him. Trust him. Yeah. One more time. Trust him. Everybody. Trust him. Yeah. 
I need you to trust him, trust him, trust in him who will not leave you. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Trust him, trust him, trust him, trust him. Come on, look down your row and tell your neighbor, I need you to trust him, I need you to trust him. Trust in him. And I need about 50 people to open up your mouth and release a shot in this room. Yeah, 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 yeah. Trust in him, trust in him. He's gonna make it good, he's gonna make it good. If he said it, he will perform it. Oh, he will make it good, yes, he will. He will make it good. You sown in tears, but get ready, get ready, get ready to reap in joy. Get ready to reap in joy. Get ready to reap in joy. It's reaping time. Oh, it's reaping time. It's reaping time. It's reaping time. It's reaping time. It's reaping time, it's reaping time, it's reaping time, yeah, 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 it's reaping time, yeah. Oh, that's right, release that sound in this room. room trust in him yes trust him 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 hope make it not a shame hope make it not a shame hope make it not a shame he's gonna pay you for your pain he's gonna pay you for your suffering payday payday is here payday 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 is here oh yeah yeah Trust in him, he will not leave you. Trust in him, he will be there. Trust in him, he will not fail you. If you trust, you shall be well. Trust in him, he will not leave you. Trust in him, he will be there. Trust in him, he will not fail. Trust in him, all will be well, well, oh, 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 o
Trust in him. Trust in him. You got to be delivered from public opinion. You, you got to be delivered from other folks' opinion. You, you got to do what God told you to do. Step out on faith. Trust him. This is the season. Oh, yeah. Woo. Hell yeah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Look at somebody say, I'm getting my courage back. I've been a timid praiser. Scared to lose. Scared to be defeated. But I got a feeling... That everything, oh no, 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 it's gonna be all right. Yeah, yeah. I feel the Holy Ghost in here. Woo, this is where we used to have old church. Yeah, now I'm gonna show you. Y'all depend on the musicians too much. I dare 20 people just to open up their mouth and say, Glory. Jesus, send your glory tonight. Send your anointing tonight. Spirit of the living God, fall fresh on us tonight. Renew my spirit. Restore our joy in the name of Jesus. Oh Lord, come by here. Come by here. Breathe on me. Hey, breathe on me. You got to tell him. Breathe on me. Restore, renew, revive. Restore, renew, revive. Restore, renew, revive. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's it, that's it. Hear my shit. I'm going to take the trip on that good old gospel ship. <laughs> then we'll go sailing through the air. I'm going to take a trip. On that good old gospel ship, then we'll go sailing to the air. And when my ship comes in, I'm gonna lead this old world of sin. Then we'll go. 
the waves and the currents that seem so fierce. But in the word of God, I've got an anchor, and it keeps me steadfast.
All right, you guys, we've made it to the end of another podcast. Uh, we hope and pray that you all have enjoyed what you've heard on today. Uh, hopefully there's been a song uh, that has been playing that you have enjoyed. And we are hoping that the message has given you exactly what you need here on today. Um, we want to thank everyone, whether this is your first time listening or if you are a repeat listener, um, one who supports uh, every time that we post. Uh, we just want to thank all of you for taking time out of your busy schedules to tune into podcasts. We definitely uh, do not take it for granted. Uh, we love you all. We appreciate you. And as always, we will see you on the other side. So I don't know what you're waiting for, but I'm here to tell you, hold out! Hey! You better get your feet ready. If you're not waiting for God, you may not understand this prayer. But if you're still waiting for Him to manifest something that He promised you this year, I tell you to put your praise to work right here. Yeah.
Some of y'all gonna have to play this every day. And that's fine. You keep believing God.